Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode with Life and Chris and Tatum in the brand new year. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining, listening in this week with us. So for those of you that don't know, Chris and I are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. And we are excited about 2022 and um, the fact that you're hanging out, listening with us. We want to give a shout out. A big shout out. To everyone who is listening, uh, listening, sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Inviting your friends and your family to come along on the journey with us in the Life Fellowship Tribe. Welcome. Now, hey, before we get into the topic today, which we're, I'm really excited about this. One essential thing you need to make it through the new year. I wanted to share with you uh, quickly something that I learned this last, uh, uh, a couple days ago at our, one of our early morning prayer gatherings. We're in 21 days of prayer and fasting here at the church. And I had spoke on the topic of peace. Yeah. And afterwards, one of the gentlemen that was there, he's an incredible man of God. He is leading a prayer movement of 5 million people. Can you believe that? 5 million. Think it's about true. that. true, yeah. So I get off the platform and I'm talking... I had some of my friends around me, and he said, man, I so enjoyed this topic. He said, because peace is the only thing that Jesus promised to leave us, the only thing Jesus promised to leave us. And one of my friends said, well, no, 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 no. Jesus promised to, to leave us the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing as well, and I'm the pastor of the church. And this, this incredible man of God looked back and said, no. He said, Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit the only thing he has promised to leave us was yeah. peace. I mean, boom. mic drop right there. Yeah, I mean, like, boom. Why didn't you tell me that earlier, man? I could have told him that. That's <laughs> I awesome. I said, I could have said that from the platform <laughs> this morning. Why didn't you tell? That's pretty incredible that the only thing Jesus promised to leave us was peace. Now, he sent us the Holy Spirit. Thank yes. the Lord. Yes. But what a, what an incredible truth. All right. Uh, the what one... Yeah, the one essential say, thing. Yeah, what do we need to make it? Okay. One essential thing to make it through the in, through the year. Uh huh. So we're going to talk about Chris, and you're going to tell us. Yeah, you need to go to Whataburger. What? If you, if you had a Whataburger, number one with fries. Stop. Maybe it's because I'm in uh, the middle of fasting right now, and I I can't help but think about it. Okay, no, let's all I got let's some be cucumbers serious. right here. I can offer you <laughs> munching on cucumbers. Okay, one essential thing that you're going to need to make it through the new year. Okay. The reality is, if you've not experienced it yet, life is incredibly tough. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any easier for yeah. anybody. I mean, there's, yeah, th- think about it. We, we got inflation and COVID and politics and supply chain issues and nerves and anger and disappointment. Tell them, everybody, yeah, everyone's going through something, honestly. Uh, whether you know about it because they're vocal or they're posting or not, people are being challenged. I'm ways telling you, okay. You never I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you today. Bad days are coming in this new year for you. Okay. <laughs> and great days are also coming for you. People say, well, can't you be more positive, Chris? All right. I'm positive. Bad days are coming. They, they are. And that's why one of the most essential things you're going to need to make it through the new year dun, da, 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 is, is friends. Friends. You got to have friends. Uh, because I'm telling you, life's going to throw at you curveballs. 
It's going to throw at you uh, disappointment and hurts and yeah. people are going to betray you and bad things are going to happen and things are going to happen at your job and there's stress. And great things are going to happen and you're going to want to do that with friends too. Yeah, and we know that. Yeah. yeah. But it's the, in order to make it through this year, you're going to need, you, you're going to need to huddle up with some good friends to be able to handle the coming events that are going to visit your life in this new year. In fact, God is so convinced of that. God said to Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So if it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, it definitely is not good for us to be alone. It's true. That's a good word. He had all the animals and all the world and named them all and is just standing there staring at him. And he was in the middle of God's presence. Yeah. I mean, he had a perfect glorified body. He, I mean, he was living what you would consider the best life. And but God still, said it was not needed, good. Yeah. It wasn't good that he was alone. Yeah. So one of the best things we can do as we enter into this new year, we've got to, listen to me, you've got to surround yourself with people who can help you navigate not only the victories, but also the struggles in life, which begs this question today, and we're going to unpack this with Let's you. Let's talk, yeah. How do you create a support su- system of friends? Okay, so I think today is going to be really eye-opening for you. Okay, I've got some really good nuggets in here that I think are going to uh, challenge you. It's going to make you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of new content in this uh, for you today. So here's the first thing. Number one, be like Jesus and recognize that friends are essential, y'all. Okay. We have to have. So we have Jesus, have we got to be like Jesus in this area. Jesus chose his men that they should be with him because even Jesus himself, think about that, even Jesus mm-hmm. himself needed friends. Jesus needed people around him that he could open up his heart to, his mind to. Uh, even when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night before he would go to the cross, yeah. he pleaded with his friends to be with him, to pray with him, to stand with him, to support him as he was suffering yeah. in that garden. And literally, if we just think about that truth in the simplest way, like Jesus himself wanted and needed friends and the prayers and support of his friends, how much more so do you and I? It's like, it's it's essential if you're going to make it through this new yeah, year. We, you, can't, you can't do it alone. We have to be like Jesus and realize that friends are essential. In fact, in John 15, 15, Jesus displayed his need for friends when he said, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you Friend. friends. I call you mm-hmm. friends. And having friends is not optional. Listen, there is no substitute like having a friend to care for you, to listen to you, to to feel with you as you're going through difficulties or to comfort you or to to correct you on areas. Friends are essential. They're not... They're not optional. Friends are friends forever. You know, that was the the song. song, That was our high school graduation uh, theme song. Who sang that? Michael Michael W. W. Smith? Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up, y'all. Okay. That's a good one. Because <laughs> old school is still cool oh, school. Stop. Come on. That's a statement. <laughs> hey, I told Tatum there, I said, we should create an old school is still cool school t-shirt here for Life Fellowship. I think no. people would love that. No. You're just trying to win people over while they listen to the Come podcast. on, everybody. You know that if I had a t-shirt that I could offer to you no. that says old school is still cool school, you would love it. I wouldn't. People would. I'd, I'd wear it. I'd wear it to the gym. That's like I'd saying you'd wear a shirt with a cat on it, Chris. No, that's different. <laughs> that's blasphemy. Oh dear. So, first thing, if if you're going to make it through this year, we need friends. 
Yeah, you have to follow Jesus's example. Here's the second thing, and that's this. This one's going to shock you, okay? It really is. Be like Jesus and carefully cultivate deepening friendships. Okay, so here's the part that's going to shock you. Listen to this. I think it's amazing that Jesus had various levels of friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I was thinking about this, I thought, listen, his first group or his most intimate friends were Peter, Andrew, James, and John. He took them on uh, explorations. They did things together that he never did with the other ones. Peter, James, and John were the one that were on the, the Mount of Transfiguration, not the other guys. Mm-hmm. So he had a first group of the most intimate friends. Second group was Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, and these were obviously close friends. Yep. And then the third group included, um, there was James, the son of uh, Elphes. Elf, yeah, I don't know how to say his father's James name. James, the, 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 less, the lesser, then Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas the traitor. And even though these were disciples, they seemed a little bit more like acquaintances to the Lord. And Jesus spent most of his time with the first group, not quite as much with the second group, and even less yeah. than the third group. So that's that's I, shocking to me. And it's, it's also, also telling of like how we are to to navigate life when yeah. it comes to our relationships. I was going to say I think it's also a little bit in, for me it's a little encouraging because it doesn't it puts the expectation it feels a little more like doable when it comes to maintaining friendships that you're not meant or supposed to be best of best and closest of close with, with everybody, everybody because you 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 literally can't do that in the day and age that we live in where people can have access to you like nonstop through social media and email and phone numbers and text whatever you can't keep up with that but there's also not a pressure that because someone is a general or friend or an acquaintance that you have to go really deep with them when you don't have that friendship yet established that's okay so chuck swindoll who's a uh he, he actually Pastors uh, down the street here in in Frisco, uh, God's and also used a great him throughout. Author, yeah, he, God's used teacher. him for, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I found something that he 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 wrote, and I thought this was really in, interesting. He says that friends come in, f- in four classifications, not just one. So the first classification is acquaintances. Okay, and those are people that we just have like sporadic contact with. We're we're interacting with them, but it's... It's a little more superficial. Like, well, you don't really know deep, important things about their life personally or them as a human being. You're, <laughs> you just know you them as... You never ask the yeah. hard questions. Yeah. You never get you're down just, really into the nitty-gritty you're in, like, of their heart. touch with them. You might know their name, but that's an acquaintance. And yeah. it's okay to have them. Yeah, Okay, you should. But here's the second uh, classification of friends, and it's called casual friends. And so these are people that you share common interests with. And those are kind of, so those would be the people in your life that you uh, ask more specific questions. You might even ask uh, them for a personal opinion, you know, from, from a casual friend. Yeah. yeah. But if they say, yeah, they, they might give you their opinion on whether or not they like your shirt or not. And you may take it or may not. <laughs> but in those categories, you have something of similar interests. Like there's some common ground. They're a casual friend. You know a little bit about each other, just a little bit deeper than an acquaintance that you Mm -hmm. may not know anything about. 
Okay, the third is what's called close friends. And so these are people in your life, and I want you to think about them. You have similar life goals with them. You you have this freedom. You feel this freedom to ask you know the hard questions. These are people maybe that you'll go play golf with, maybe work out with. Go, I mean, what Tatum? I mean, go go grab a cup of coffee with, go shopping with. Yeah, spend hey, your weekend like your time, have dinner together, together, play games together, whatever. Close friends are yeah. people that. Yeah, you might even go on a vacation with this with yeah. this cla- classification. These are people. people we would play spades with. Yeah. We used to play spades more. That was fun. Anyway, we do that with close friends. Okay. Here's the fourth, and that would be intimate friends. Okay. So this is the the pinnacle, the deepest form of friendship, intimate friends. And these are those that you share regular contact with, and you feel free to criticize, to correct, to embrace, to encourage. Because with these folks, there's this built-in mutual understanding of love and commitment. And you feel this sense of um, that it's okay to share the most intimate emotions with them. You, you know, I mean, I'm talking like your feelings, your fear, your joys. You know, honestly, when it comes to intimate friends, you, you really don't keep any secrets from them. And so most of us have a lot, uh, have many acquaintances. We have a number of casual friends, some close friends, but very, very, very few intimate friends. Yeah. I think especially as you get older, I notice that part of life changes. When you were, at least for me, when I was like in high school and even, yeah, in high school, you spend so much of your time with your with your close, like those intimate friend, friends. You have a, like a group. But as you grow older and life happens and you maybe go through college or get married and especially when you have children, you just have a little less time that you can commit to that. So I think the seasons of your life change, you know, by how many of those intimate relationships you're able to maintain because it gets busy when you're a grown up adult. <laughs> your spouse, if you're married, should definitely be. No, your I was going to say that. Friend. Ideally, if you're married, but, your spouse um, should be the, the person that you're most intimately, you should consider your most intimate friend. But honestly, that's not always the case with everybody. Yeah, but this is a great... The tragedy is that for so many people, they don't have any intimate friends. There's nobody with that they can open up with. So when life gets tough and they go through disappointments and tragedies and uh, you know a nation shuts down and we're, we're isolating... Uh, yeah, it become, you can become very lonely. And that's why we're talking about the importance of needing to create and be purposeful in building deepening your friendships yeah. with the right people. You so have to have this them. is this is Chris Lindbergh speaking here, okay? But I think that you would be very fortunate if in your lifetime you would be able to have three or four intimate friends. Mm-hmm. And many people never even have one. Yeah. And so uh, I want you to think about Jesus and what he did. He didn't just treat everybody the same. And so... Don't don't feel this pressure that everyone needs to be you know a close friend. That's not a, that's not realistic. You'll have acquaintances, people that are casual friends. You'll have close friends. Yeah. But then you're going to need to get some intimate friends. Now, here's the third thing that that you need to know about about this. How do you create a support system of friends? Um, um, the third thing is that we're to look for friends um, where you can find them. So. 
God has them all around. A lot of times we just don't see them. And I want to help you to begin to see them because God, God wants to use friends to provide a safety net against aloneness right now in your mm. life. So the first uh, line of defense against aloneness is marriage. And unfortunately, not all marriages work out well. Second safety net is the family. And unfortunately, not all families are functional. Yeah, not in a healthy way, at least. Yeah. And so God, in his grace, he's provided a third net of um, a safety, safety net, net that keeps you from being lonely, like yeah. doing life alone. It's and the that, church. Yeah, I was just going to say that. But again, unfortunately, not all churches are good Some ones. Some people are hurt by church. Yeah. Listen, I've discovered the best way to make friends in church is to consistently be in church. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. There is, I mean, there's so much truth to that statement. And it's not just true for you as a, you know, that, that are listening, but if you have kids, it's it's true for your yeah. kids too. They're going to find the most, their closest intimate friends in church. In the place that they're at the most. So if they're in other organizations or other places more than they're at church, then of course they're going to develop friendships there. So which is why, uh, once again, we have to prioritize attending and being not just coming and leaving, but being a part of a you healthy local make, church. Yeah. If you'll make the commitment to be in church, um, I'm telling you, eventually the right doors are going to open. In fact, there's a couple in our church. They were telling me the other day, they said we, we, they had moved here from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And they said that while they were in Phoenix, Arizona, they had more friends than they knew what to do with. But when they moved to Dallas in the middle of this pandemic, they, they told me, they said, we didn't have any friends. And... They said, we knew that life was going to be tough with, without having friends in our lives. Yeah. So they actually went looking for them, okay? <laughs> so they were invited to join a life group, and for, they told me that for some reason they just didn't fit into that group. Now, mm. here's where most people would do. They go, well, I tried a group, so I'm just not going to try another one. Not them. The door opened for them to go to another life group, and it was populated by all kinds of people who were also new to the church. Hmm. Most of them have never been in a life group, and they told me, they said, these are the most fun people we'd ever been around. <laughs> and they said, now we have 15 new friends that we that would have cool? never had before, yeah. and it keeps growing. The group keeps growing. I There's think more a key and more was people. to their persistency, though, in That's not it. giving up, like, oh, we came to this church and we don't know anybody else. Let's try a life group. That's the first huge step. But then um, coming into a group and feeling a little bit like maybe we don't fit, this isn't our group, and not not coming back or tr not not trying again. But they tried another. I love that about, about them. And I think it's a beautiful picture of what all of us can and should do because we value friendships. And if we don't and aren't willing to put in the effort to truly build them by trying another life group again or – going out of our way to introduce ourselves or asking another mom, let's do a play date, like initiating the friendship, that responsibility to a huge degree rests on us mm -hmm. and our willingness to say, it might be uncomfortable, but I'm going to put myself out there because friendships are worth it. The relationships essential. are you worth have it. To. We have to have Jesus, them. again, he gave us the example. So try it again, my friend. If you don't have a friend yet, or you tried a life group and you didn't connect, or you came and joined like a team and you're serving with people that you haven't jived with yet, like try it again, try it again. You're, God knows that you need them. 
He's put them all around you. I guarantee there are people here that you can build, connect, and grow in community with. You just have to find them. You have no idea that maybe your best friend that you'll ever meet. Yeah. It's right here. Could be right here. In your church or wherever you you attend church. Maybe they just go to a different service than you. (laughs) So go to all three. And as we launch another one, go to the next one. All right? No. I'm not saying that. No, No, but I'm just telling you. We're just saying don't give up. Don't stop looking. Don't stop. Yeah. When you're things don't worth, work out. And you're worth like you're you're worth the effort that it takes to find a friend. And so is so will that friendship. It'll be worth it. Okay, here's the fourth one, and that's this resist the temptation to turn uh to self-reliance, self-centeredness, or self-condemnation to fulfill your needs. Instead, turn to others. Let- but- and, and I love what Solomon said, and I want you to read this scripture Yeah, here, this is out of Ecclesiastes 4, um, 9 through 12, and it says, two are better than one. Wait, wait, wait. That's Baby, me. I got to let you know, that's you. <laughs> you and me. Two are better than one. Two are better than You're one. You're the gasoline in my engine. Babe. You're the peanut in my Snickers. Stop. You're the sugar in my Kool-Aid. <laughs> You're Y'all, the creamer in my coffee. I'm trying to just read Ecclesiastes. <laughs> 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 um, uh. All right. Two are better than one. Yep. Why? Because they have a good return for their work. Wait, so we're not just better because, hey, we're just, we're, we're better together. We're better because of what we're able to accomplish. Accomplish together. Yeah. Yes. It's not just so that we can be, it's, it's it, there's always Both purpose. Both of us teamed up can, yeah, we have a good return for our work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. Also, if two lie down together, they're going to keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Powerful. I mean, that's. I love it. It's one of the reasons why Solomon has been named the wisest man that ever lived, except for Jesus. But two are better than one. Pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. And that's where so many people are at. And I'm telling you that when you when you walk into this 2022 year, there's going to be things that are going to knock you down. I'm yeah. telling you. Like I said before, I promise you bad days are coming your way because you have a spiritual enemy and he's going to attack you. Yeah, we're not saying that just Life. for the sake to make you think like, oh, negatively that bad things are going to happen. We just, yeah. the reality of I believe of that living... 2022 is going to be the greatest year of your life. Yeah, but you are also saying reality is it's going to be, you're going to have challenges and things that you don't expect you're going to have to endure and you're going to get through them because you have the Lord. Like God's going to walk you through them and you're going to walk through them even even better as you do it with friends and allow people to go through the ups and the downs with you in a real and an honest and a caring and in a, um, a friendship sort of way. And I just keep thinking about the Lord. Jesus, if Jesus, who had the presence of God on his life because yeah. he was God, yeah. he still gave that example of showing us that we need friends. Even him in the Garden of, of Gethsemane, the night before he would go to the mm-hmm. cross, he's like, I need, I need some friends to stand with me, to pray with me, to support me. Yeah. That just blows my mind, you know? I think for those of us who, who ha- you have a close friend, like you know the difference that it makes when you have somebody... Like to sh- to share the real parts of your of yourself with it makes so much difference to know they're gonna they're gonna love you and accept you they're gonna pray for you and help you give you wisdom all of that that 
stuff that friends do. So resist the idea that, that says, you can do it alone. I'm self-centered yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm self-reliant. No, you were, learn to you were, turn to the right yeah. people. You were literally made with a need in your life, a need for other human beings, like a relational need. God made you that way. So here's the fifth one, and that's this be proactive in making friends. That's a good one, babe. Yeah. Friends don't come automatically. Hear me. They don't, they're not going to come to you automatically in 2022. Proverbs 18, 24 says that a man who has friends must show himself friendly. So if you're the person that just sits in an auditorium and just waits for someone to come up to you, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, or it might, but it's going to be a long wait because, I mean... Let me read this scripture again. King Solomon said this, a man who has friends must first show himself friendly. Mm -hmm. So introduce yourself to somebody else. Why don't you say, hey, I'd like to go try out this Even if you're introverted or you're shy, like push yourself to step out and just show that you're friendly. Just show yourself friendly. Smile say hello, extend your hand. Give yourself a free facelift in 2022. Turn that <laughs> that frown upside down. Put a smile on your face. It's true. When people know you're approachable, like because you're friendly, then you can make more friends. It's Here, true. Read this uh, quote from Samuel Johnson. Let me read it. If a man does not make new acquaintances as he advances through life, he will soon find himself left alone. One should keep his friendship in constant repair. We have to keep making friends, make new acquaintances, because um, number six says that we meet people's needs, and they're going to love you forever. All right. That's awesome. It's, it, there's something about uh, what you make happen for others, God begins to make happen for you, that as you meet their needs, man, I'm going to tell you what, something incredible is going to happen. And I actually put this down. I want you to to try your best to to memorize this or internalize this. These are the top 10 intimacy needs of people, okay? And so when you meet these needs in somebody's life, they're going to love you for forever, (laughs) okay? And that's this, acceptance, affection, appreciation, approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, respect security, and support. So for me, this says so much about friendships not being about what someone can do for you, but really the healthiest friendships are about what you can also bring to the table and support them. It's not about just wanting someone who will check on me, someone who will buy gifts for me, someone who will invite me over like it's a it goes both ways healthy friendships aren't aren't only about you and this these 10 needs and ways that you can attract friendships and create healthy relationships is by offering these to people right mm-hmm. when they do it for you also but you have to reciprocate so i mean it it seems like basic and fundamental but it's so important that the way we balance in like growing our friendships in a healthy way is very similar to what we do in a healthy marriage. You're not just give um you're you're not just the one that's receiving affection, appreciation, approval, attention, comfort. No, but we also have to give that. You have to deposit that into the other person. So I love those top ten because I'm a human being and I need them. <laughs> and if you'll do that. 
for somebody else, they'll love you for forever. In yeah. fact, let me just read them one more time to you, okay? Acceptance, affection, appreciation, approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, respect, security, and support. In fact, the way that we say it around here is if, if ever you ever feel like saying something encouraging to somebody... Like if you have the thought to do it. The thought to do it. Then do, do it. it. Do it that moment. In fact, right now, if, if, if there's something encouraging that you have uh, about somebody, tell them. Tell them. Because mm-hmm. none of us are promised tomorrow. Um, so for you, Tatum, let me just tell you, okay? Let's what? just put Babe, this into action right he's now, okay? so sweet. Well, you don't even know what I'm going to say next. But you're going to be nice because you're my husband <laughs> and we're recording. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he's, no. You are no, but here's what, I, here's what I love okay. about you, okay? What, babe? I love how you care for people so deeply. And it's never something fake. It's never something just as a show. You care for them genuinely and deeply. I love how you are you. always looking out. You constantly are, are looking for ways that you can... Uh, it almost seems like ways to, 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 to make my life easier, it seems like at times. You're... You're constantly asking, hey, can I get this for you? What can I do for you for you here? I love how when you come into a room, you are always smiling. You seem to have this beautiful smile. When you walk into a room, the, the room just Whoa. lights up with your smile. Chris. And just being with you just brightens my day. Thanks, honey. I mean, I always just, I, I feel like when you're with me, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in any, Y'all, in any room. He is just going because on you're the and real on. deal. You're sweet. And I and I love you. I and love you too. and it's something that just as I'm so you don't see this, but I'm telling this. I can I'm keep smiling. going. I can keep going. But this girl <laughs> over here, she's beaming from ear to ear. Hey, tell your kids. You know, put it in writing, put it in mm-hmm. texts, put it in a, a a little video, you know, put it on social media. Let people know how much you appreciate them. Babe. And so what? I love you. <laughs> Thanks for appreciating me and doing it for all the world to hear. Chris is a super encourager. So for those of you that can't tell, he regularly like takes time to say things like that. It's not it's not um just because we're rec- recording a podcast, but this guy is um is is a encourager in in a in a genuine and in a real way when none of you are listening or watching or he's not on the platform he is caring for and speaking life and um so think about this if i don't think about what is happening in the world today the the world is sucking the life and the confidence um people are exhausted they're tired uh and if they can get around you and you have an opportunity to pour something good into them, I think that's an important thing. Listen, we all need friends. You don't need critical people around you. You just need people that love you and can respect you and provide help provide security and support. So, hey, everybody, when, uh, when you're with people, listen carefully. And before long, you're going to start hearing some of those areas um, like their that, love their language needs, or their needs yeah, their are going to come they're out. They're going to start expressing those yeah. things. Okay? And, and when you hear them, go out of your way to meet those things. Verbally begin to meet those, those needs. And I'm telling you, people will love you for it. Now, 
I believe 2022 is going to be the greatest year that we've ever had. Ever. Tatum, it's going to be the greatest year we've ever had in our marriage. It's going to be the greatest year for our kids. I think Amen. it's going to be the greatest year that our church has ever experienced. I think so too. What God is doing here, I am I am beyond excited. I feel like one of those little firecrackers that have been, uh, the, the fuse has been lit and I'm about ready to explode, baby. He's on G waiting for O. Oh, I'm, oh the O has already been given. I'm, I, it's go time, baby. It's go time. It's always go time. And I'm just fired up. And I'm so thankful for every one of you that are a part of this incredible um, vision that God is uh, performing here at Life Fellowship. Yeah. And those that you're you're a part of the, the, the Life with Christian Tatum family. And I really believe for God's best to be in your life this year. And so as we begin this year, let me just begin it by praying over you, and then we'll say, God bless you. And so, Lord, I pray for every person that is listening today. I pray that this would be a year that they would experience your favor. They would experience your presence. I pray, God, that you would bless them with your health, uh, with, uh, with great advancement. I pray, God, for ideas from heaven. I pray, God, for those that feel stuck or discouraged. I pray, God, that this would be the moment that they would step out of that rut, that they would become unstuck and step into the preferred future that you have for them, that you've always intended for them to walk in. Bless each and every single person listening. In Jesus' yes. strong, mighty name, I pray. Amen. 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 Love you all. We'll see you back here see you guys. next week. Bye-bye. God bless. <laughs>